You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1, Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as, as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born or carried by four. And when they could not come nigh in, unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said to them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk. But you may, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way unto thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it in this fashion. As I was driving to Lubbock on Thursday afternoon, the Lord showed me a very, very simple truth that started a very profound message, to me anyway, of encouragement and promise. He said something simple, but the message that came with it was profound. This is, the, this is the profoundly simple statement that I heard, and it came with very clear understanding. There was no confusion in it. He said this, and I even got to a stop sign, and I had put it in the notes in my phone so I wouldn't get it wrong. This is what he said. He said, if you see my design you will understand my heart. If you see my design, you will understand my desires for you. If you understand my design, you will understand my intentions toward you. And again, I wasn't confused. I wasn't uncertain about what he was trying to say or the message he was trying to to deliver. Again, the truth was profoundly simple. You experience this. If someone designs something that is hard or tedious, we can understand something about them. We can understand something about their heart. If they design something that is simple and beautiful, we can understand their heart. If they design something that is functional and practical, I can understand something about their heart. My mind just immediately went back to my mother. I've told y'all this story before. When we were 
after she had passed away and we really needing to get a lot of stuff out of the house uh, so that someone could come and live with my dad, I came across this box. And, it, and back in my FFA days and my brother's FFA days, we would sell fruit that came in these boxes. And it would be, actually be a box turned over the top of another box to hold this fruit. Well, she had taken the inside box, put it down inside of the, of the bigger box that was the lid, and it had fallen apart just because of use and because of years. And she had taken shoestring, punched holes in all the corners, looped that str string through there and tied all those corners together, and then looped it through the top and tied the tops of those together so she didn't have to throw the box away. Do you think that design said something about my mother? Absolutely. What you design tells about something that you, that, that's inside of you. If someone designs something that is extravagant and excessive, then we can see and understand something that's going on inside them, something about their heart. Our designs and creations flow from the reality of our hearts, the desires and our intentions. I can go into most of your homes or, or your shops and it will tell me a great deal about you. What does this tell us about Tiffany? Well, yeah, talented, creative, yeah, hardworking. This creation tells us something about the heart of this young woman. And again, we're not surprised. That's why I told you, extremely simple concept. You can, you can follow Chris around and look at the things he builds. Go down there and look at Rhonda's desk. And you can understand something about Chris by the outcome of his life. So what are some of the designs that we see that God put in place and what does it show us about his heart toward us? I've got four illustrations here if you're keeping notes. First one, why would God design a means by which man, his creation, had a choice and free will? Now that's a design choice. God designed us to have choice and to have free will. But why would he do it? What does it tell us about him? It tells us that he understands that without choice, there is no justice. Now we often say without choice, there is no love. And that's true as well. But even in our system of jurisprudence, if you take somebody's choice away, they won't be tried. Because choice creates justice. So we can understand by the fact that he gave us free will, we can understand that he is a just God. The second one, why would God design a means by which salvation would come by faith? Why doesn't he just zap us automatically? We're saved. Why, why would he make it a matter of faith? It was because the nature of faith means that I'm trusting someone else to do for me what I could not do myself. He wants to do it. 
What does that tell us about the Father when He designed us so that we would come to Him by faith? It tells us that He wanted faith to give us that faith. He wanted that faith to be the means of salvation so that salvation would depend on Him and not us. Why would He design a means in creation when He gave us a spirit where he could indwell us and do through us what we could not do. What does that design tell us about the heart of the Father? It tells us he wanted for us, almost above all things, he wanted for us freedom, and to be able to live in that freedom absent the burden of performance. He designed us so that we would understand that we could live freely, and not have to worry about performing for him. He designed it. We see something of the Father. The fourth one. Why would he design by his death a means to destroy sin completely? Again, it's strange when we teach this. That for you and I as believers, that sin that would condemn us, that sin would, that, that would take us away from God for eternity... That sin now for us, according to Romans, is dead and covered by the blood of Jesus. And the Father can see that sin no more. Why would he design something like that? Well, what father or mother in this room wouldn't remove from their children that which could hurt them or destroy them? We talked about it back here this morning. If there was something other than a I have to be careful when I say snakes around Max. I have to, you know, I have to, because it, but for most of us, if, if I had a, a rattlesnake loose in my house where my kids were living, I don't think I would leave that rattlesnake out crawling around. I would, as a father, remove that which could hurt them, destroy them. So what father wouldn't remove that sin that condemns, that sin that convicts, that sin that, that destroys. Why would the Father not do it? Well, he has. So we understand some things about the Father. So I'm hoping that you're getting the concept. Look at what God designed. Understand his heart. Look at, and this is why we study the way we study here. We understand the design. We learn something about him. And who he is. So I want us to see this. I want us to understand that in the verses I read in Mark chapter 2. There is a design within that scripture that we just read. But it's one that we rarely believe. It's one that actually we have been taught against. But I want us to see this particular design. Because when he told me. Look at my design. I'll reveal my heart. When he said that to me, going to Lubbock on Thursday, he said, behind it, I've got, I've got one I want you to see. And this is what he showed me. So let's go back to, ver- to only verse 12 of Mark chapter 2. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, 
insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. In many stories found in the four Gospels and in Acts, we hear this word immediately. Immediately he arose. Immediately he took up his bed. Immediately he went forth before them all. Immediately they were amazed and glorified God because what had just happened in the life of this man that was carried there by four, lowered down through the roof, he was immediately changed. He was immediately transformed. It was an immediate miracle in the hands of God. I picked out five examples. I just want, I'm going to read these very quickly. Matthew 20, 34. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Mark 1, 31. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. Mark 10, 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Luke 1, 64. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. John 5, verse 9, and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. Over and over we hear this story. There's about 30 of them in the New Testament found in the Gospels and in Acts. That upon an encounter with Jesus Christ, someone was immediately transformed, immediately healed, immediately different than when they arrived. Well, I want to tell you this morning, if I can read it that many times in the Gospels and in Acts, then I will tell you this morning that we were designed for immediate transformation. We were designed for immediate deliverance. We were designed for immediate restoration. Now, we have been taught it's a slow process. We've been taught we're going to have to grind this out. There's, the, the problems are going to come. Temptations are going to come. Struggles are going to come. But I will tell you this morning that we need to understand this design of God because this design of God tells us something about the heart of God. What does this design tell us? It tells us that he has so designed us to understand that his heart is not that I, would, I will not have to live in brokenness anymore. I can understand by the actions, by the words of Jesus that we just read here, the response of obedience by those who had that encounter, by the corresponding result that God has, that God has designed us to be transformed now, immediately and completely. We do not believe it, live it, practice it, or rarely teach it. Now, I, I understand fully that our walk with him, that I am I'm a 64-year-old child in the presence of my father. And now at 64, I know some things I did not know when I was 14. Makes sense. My father knows how to grow me into the fullness of what he already sees and what he already has. So I know we're on a journey. I'm not trying to remove that. But I will tell you 
that while I'm on this journey and someone hurts me, someone speaks evil of me, someone tries to do me harm, that in those moments I can grow angry and bitter and let it live a lifetime or I can immediately be transformed by the power of God and continue to walk in the freedom and not bound up by the incident that just happened. And those situations are immediate. We, you can be free right now, immediately. I don't care what's going on in your life. We don't believe it. We would sit there and say, well, Randy, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. I'm not telling you that I can stand here and change your circumstance, but I'm telling you that you're absolutely prepared by God and his design to change your mind about those situations and those circumstances, and you can be free right now. Immediately he arose. He has designed us with so much choice. Isn't that amazing how many choices we get to make each day? He has designed us with so much power in those choices. We, we read this in the news. Someone's choice destroys a city. Someone's choice destroys a family. Someone's choice builds. Someone's choice restores. I watched some of those videos last night and all that time I wasn't sleeping of these blessing people with new cars, blessing people with houses, blessing people with things that restored. I mean, choice. So much power in choice. And he designed us with so much wisdom and understanding to grasp what he has given us. We don't, we're not confused sitting here today that he gave us his only begotten son. We're not confused this morning that he gave that son to die so that you and I could live and that that life would be eternal. We have a great capacity in our wisdom and understanding to take in the gifts that he's given us. He designed us that, that, and, that he, and he knows that we can recover immediately from that which worries us or troubles us, has broken us, has frightened us, has stolen from us. He designed us to recover now. Amen. Wouldn't it be nice if we would just believe what he's saying he designed us to do? I do not have to continue for months and years and lifetimes to walk in the worries and the troubles and the brokenness and, and the fear and in the doubt. He gave me so much power in my choice. He gave me wisdom to understand what those choices are. Because he knows that we can recover immediately. We do not have to remain broken. We do not have to remain hurt. We do not have to remain worried. We do not have to remain fretful. We don't have to remain frightened or angry or bitter or resentful any longer under the reality that restoration requires some kind of lengthy process. That word process is heavily used in the Christian world. Well, it's all a process. Well, I understand growth. I understand there are some things and we are, we are in our journey in process. 
but your healing, restoration. How long has that bitterness been there? How long has that frustration been there? How long has that anger been there? How long has that doubt been there? And God is saying you do not have to live in the continuing reality of those things. I designed you, my heart created a design that says you can be healed and restored and transformed immediately. Over and over and immediately he arose. In the scripture, they chose to take up their beds and walk. They chose to open their eyes and see. They chose to open their hearts and forgive. They chose to open their lives and be made free. We read it over and over and over. Immediately, upon the encounter, transformation. They opened their mouths and they spoke. They were made whole immediately. We were designed to do the same. I, I realize how simple this is. But this is what I, where I started. Amazingly simple truth. Profound message. Because I don't know many. When something happens to you. And you feel that immediate anger. Or someone hurts you and, you, and this, in this, you get this immediate resentment. I don't know many believers who were able in that moment to recover that moment so that that anger or that resentment or that bitterness doesn't last more than a few seconds. I don't know many people like that. All that tells me is we don't understand how we were designed. We don't understand the heart of God because God knows what will happen to you if you walk in the bitterness. What will happen to you if you walk in the resentment? What will happen to you if you walk in the brokenness? God's heart says, I don't want that for you, so I designed you to be healed and restored immediately. And you can sit there right now and you can roll off hundreds of excuses. Well, tell them to the book. Tell them to the Bible. Tell them to the Spirit. And see if His answer is, you, you're telling me all this stuff and you don't think I'm bigger than your problem? You don't think I can immediately take away that, that resentful heart, that bitterness that's found in your mind? You don't think I'm capable of, doing, of healing a relationship? Try telling him your excuses. Try to tell him all the reasons why you've been hanging on to this stuff for so long. See how it plays out. Have that conversation with him. I think it'd be great. I'd like to hear the outcome. I am not where I want to be. But I tell you, 64 years old, I've, I've been a believer. Again, let's do some math. 56 years. I don't hold on to stuff very long. I love the fact that I can't remember former hurt. It's gone. And I don't want to go back. I don't want to get it. I'm going to share one quick testimony and then I'll conclude. But I still remember me, before I became pastor here, me and a person in this church got crossways. And the Lord dealt with me. I don't know how the Lord dealt with him. I couldn't tell that part of the story. But the Lord dealt with me. And right back there, about, 
about where Chris is, maybe, maybe a row or two back. I went back on a Sunday morning after the service and with an absolute sincere apology told them how sorry I was. And they wouldn't accept my apology. No. Why do you think could have happened out of that moment? Oh, it could have been a lifetime of no conversation, no speaking to one another, avoiding one another, telling others about how awful that person is. This is when the Lord really began to bring this message in reality to me. Because the Holy Spirit said, whose forgiveness did you offer them? Was it yours? Or was it mine? Because if they rejected mine, it doesn't change the fact that the forgiveness is still intact. And every time I would see that person and that old possibility, that old hurt would come back like, nope, forgiven. I would tell you that that relationship was not only restored, but it was built better. We did things together after that. We had a wonderful time together. It was amazing. You see, we don't have to let, because he designed us for recovery. He designed us to be whole. That was his heart. It's not confusing. What father? I, I remember Jay laying there on that table with a broken arm. Man, broke into the football game. And I, I knew something was in trouble because the, one of the players was coming across the field calling for help. So whatever had happened to him was obvious enough that it could be diagnosed by the quarterback. Well, he's laying on the table there. It was Methodist Hospital at the time. Guess what? What did I want more than anything else? I wanted him to get up so I could lay down there. So I could take his hurt. See, that's the heart of a father. Why would he want you to continue in it when he says, I've already paid for your answer? I've already laid down in your place. I laid down, held down my arms and let them drive the nails there and in my feet so that you could be whole immediately. Why would a father then say, well, I know, I, I know that you, you're angry. I know that you're hurting. I know you're bitter. I know your heart's broken. And not want to lay down in your place and, and remind you, I already have, I've already laid down. We were designed so that our lives now, as a witness, would show something about the Father's heart. If I live restored, if I lived unbroken, if I lived whole, then I get to announce to the world the heart of a Father who did that for me. But what will they believe about this father if I continue to walk in my bitterness? If I continue to walk in my brokenness? 
What will they think about this? My father. Well, I want to show the world, and I hope you do too. I know you do. That by, by his design, he designed us to be healed immediately so the world will know the power that he's brought into this design so that they too can walk. He doesn't want us to live in brokenness. He provided a means by his spirit that we have power over that brokenness. He doesn't want us to live in bitterness. He doesn't want us to walk in fear. He, he wants us to be transformed right now. Right now. In your life, my life, right now. Right now. We don't need another moment. Right now. I can change my mind. I can repent. I can start by seeing myself the way he sees me. I can let go the self-doubt. I can let go the self-pity. I can let go of those things I think about myself. Right now, I can lay those down. If there's brokenness right now, I can lay it down. I can see those relationships as restored and whole. And I can begin to behave under that restoration, even if the other person hasn't ever changed. I can be free right now. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.